0: This is WCSU 411, the award-winning podcast that brings you inside Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and today we have a couple of communications students, Nick Del Mastro and Andrew Coker, who are part of the team that bring you Election Connection, the election night newscast based in our new Higgins Hall studios. Co-host Chantel Williams will bring upcoming events, and Provost Missy Alexander will join us, along with biology professor Rada Krell. Pete Puccio is our engineer. Did I miss anything, Pete? I think that's it. Yeah. Were you taking a day off yesterday or something? Were you sick?
1: Oh, yeah. My daughter's been sick for, like, three weeks, Hmm. and we all avoided it until, like, you know, this weekend. Yeah, I see. That's great. My son was up all night. So he missed school on Monday. They called me and said, is your son okay? We missed him. I thought they were calling to hassle me about not calling the attendance office, but they were actually checking on his well-being, so that was nice. Yeah. They were
0: actually uh, making sure you hadn't uh, dumped him off somewhere. <laughs>
1: yeah. Absconded with him. <laughs> what? He went to school. <laughs> uh, anything else going on? Any big uh, big campus news or anything? We got
0: two big things, and Chantel's going to talk about them too, but we really got to pitch this Night for the Arts. It's going to be on November 2nd, starts at 6.30 p.m. in the Visual and Performing Arts Center. It's our tribute to Marian Anderson, who was an incredible singer in the 1920s and 1930s and 40s and 50s, too, actually, who uh, is well known as a civil rights hero because— She was scheduled to sing in Washington, D.C., and then uh, the people who controlled the hall where she was going to sing canceled the performance because she was African-American. And the First Lady at the time, Eleanor Roosevelt, heard about it and helped plan A new performance in front of Lincoln, uh, the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. on Easter Sunday, 1939. A hundred thousand people showed up for the concert live and millions listened on the radio because there was no TV then. And she became even more famous than she was and is seen as, you know, one of the first civil rights uh, icons in the country.
1: And she lived in Danbury for a long time. right? Fifty years. Yeah. Right up on my parents. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Did they meet her?
1: Uh, no, we didn't move here until 93. Uh, so. so she was kind of old then. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we want to name the School of Israel. <laughs> she wasn't and accepting strangers <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, we're going to have this big party on Saturday. So try to go if you can. And what's on Sunday? Oh, yeah, open house where all the high school kids yep. come who are trying to figure out where to go to college, and many of them decide to go to WestCon because they like it here so much. Sure. It's an all-day thing. You can find out everything about WestCon that you need to know, including, um, you know, all the classes that are great. The professors will be there. Chantel Williams, the co-host, will be there. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Are you going to be there, Pete?
1: Uh, I will be at the football game the night before. I don't know if I'll be at Open House yet. I- It will depend Depend on on how uh, you. if things are are working or not. (laughs) (laughs) If they're working, Pete will not be there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) God willing, the creek don't rise. I will not be there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So those are two big things coming up. It's a big weekend here at WestCon. Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: So let's get into the show. Our first guest is Nick Del Mastro and Andrew Coker. They're actually uh, our two first guests. They've been preparing for months for their roles in Election Connection, which is the election night newscast that's won several awards and provides real-life experience on one of the busiest news nights of the year all across the country. Here are Nick and Andrew. All right, we're here with Andrew Coker and Nick Del Mastro. They're going to talk about Election Connection, which is a big deal here on campus and for the community where students get a uh, chance to actually go out and cover the election, like reporters, producers, etc., do the whole TV thing. Is that right? That's absolutely right, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd
0: say so. Nick, you're the uh, director of the show uh, this year? Yes, I am. What does that entail?
3: Uh, That entails uh, basically putting out all the fires as they come up, as well as managing what the audience is going to see throughout the course of the night, Mm -hmm. so... Uh, you know, I'm the one I get to stand where everyone gets to sit for four and a half, five <laughs> hours uh, and I get to, you know, just kind of direct the camera angles. Uh, I get to pick which angle looks best, uh, shepherding in and out guests, that sort of thing. Also, you know, hearing from all sides, from the producers, JC, Samantha um, uh, and the others. um, what they want to see, what's coming up next, that sort of thing, and then communicating that directly to the crew, the the TDs, the audio guys, the floor manager, and the camera people. Okay, you know, in 30 seconds, we're going to have this promo. We have a guest coming in after that, so make sure they're mic'd up, that sort of deal. So it's, it's sort of like being the manager of a baseball team. I don't get to, you know, play any of the parts directly, but I get to, you know, organize it in a way where hopefully it runs smoothly and we have a good ball game.
0: Mm-hmm. And Andrew, what are you doing that night?
2: So I'm the social media producer as well as doing the lower thirds on the bottom of the screen when audiences look at it. So what that means is basically on the screen they see a graphic and say, for example, say you're, you're watching uh, Election Connection and it's just going to be constant throughout the night. And then we have other people in my team per se doing like poll numbers and getting all that information together so everything runs smoothly and then if nick doesn't like it then (laughs) we we don't we don't we don't have a winning team (laughs) but i think overall i think it's a we have a good group we have about like 30 plus students this year Mm. um it's 34 total students
3: which is one of the biggest jc's ever had which is really nice to have because it allows us to get more coverage of candidates we have five field teams which comprise of two students each uh, covering a whole bunch of races. We have, obviously, the mayoral race here in Danbury. Uh, we have the one in Bridgeport, Hartford, and Middletown, I think, is the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you're sending
0: people out there to each of yep, those. Yeah.
3: Yep. They go out there directly. They go to the headquarters of both the Republican and Democratic candidates or— third party candidates. Uh, They interview people live on the street if they can get to the candidate themselves. That's that's a bonus for us too. that sort of thing. We get the numbers as they come in the unofficial and then the official uh, when those do finally come out at the end of the night, and we report them. And you know, in the meantime, we're talking about uh, issues that we feel are most relevant and most important in this year's election cycle.
0: Do the candidates uh, blow you off because you're students, or do they respect you as part of the media?
3: Uh, no, they they don't blow us off. Actually, uh, that's one of the things that surprised me most. My first year. This is my second year doing this. Uh, is that well? Well, candidates—they're politicians. Mm. They're 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 people, persons, I guess. Um, they love the media, uh, all media, that is. And so when they see you know, college students come up with a camera and say, hey, can we get an interview with you? This is going on live television. They're all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember last year we were covering the, um, uh, the debate between Manny Santos and Representative Johanna Hayes. Uh, and one of the first people they came to as soon as the debate was over was the WCSU uh, Election Connection field team that was there because they saw, hey, they have press passes. Hey, they have cameras. Let's go talk, say, hey, I won the debate. No, I won the debate, that sort of thing. <laughs> that's uh, cool. Yeah, so it, it is really interesting to see how the candidates respond because everyone wants as much airtime as possible because um, you know there's no such thing as
2: bad press, if right. you will.
0: Right. So, Andrew, you're in charge of the lower third of the screen. Is there somebody in charge of the top third and the middle third of the screen?
2: Um, well, there's not technically <laughs> Nick because <laughs> like, that's the basic of what the audience sees, but uh-huh. I'd say... Um, underneath what I do there's a couple other people that do the polls and like the different results of that um, but I think it's really cool like just to touch upon what Nick said how when we have candidates coming in because um, on our show next week on October 29th for our pre-show we have um, Mayor Mark Bounton we have Chris Sotero coming in okay. um, and just, just to get their ideas in mm-hmm. is really just valuable for us and then we can always use that for sh- future shows, like coming on the fifth on election night, and then talking about that more throughout the process, really.
0: Are they there together or separately?
2: Um, separately. They're going to be there separately. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. They, we, we don't. We try not to do debate style, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, it's more interview format mm-hmm. and that goes for any of the guests that we've on and in the past we've had uh we've had lawyers politicians educators doctors etc on uh, a lot of the westcon faculty likes to come on too i know uh, dr Jackie Guzda likes to be part of it Uh, Dr. Stevenson in the philosophy department now likes to be part of it Uh, and then um, and then many others that like to come in even if it's only for like five or 10 minutes just to give you know a bit of their knowledge a bit of their expertise on a particular subject Um, everyone likes to be a part of it especially as it's evolved over the years.
0: Do you script the professors or do you just let them talk. Uh, normally,
3: the the intro is scripted, uh, right? This is Dr. Jay Brower, a, a a professor of communications here at Western Connecticut State University, and then you know there'll be a news package that gets run, and then it'll be okay. What do you think of this topic? Whether it's you know immigration, gun rights, um, a, any sort of topic, uh, it's it, it's just about bringing in different perspectives, uh, and 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 basically, um, and, and trying to entertain while waiting for all the race numbers to come in
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean they have free reign kind of sort of in a way just because we like nick said we give them the news package and i think that's just a really good starting point if you will just so we could get the ball rolling with the anchors and then the talent as well just so they can collaborate on that and while in the meantime behind the scenes nick's doing his own thing calling the shots and whatnot and then i'm running the crawl and doing all this stuff so it's all a big well-oiled machine if you will yeah
0: have you ever had the professors say anything uh, outrageous, throw any bombs that uh, mm. kind of surprised you? Um,
2: Sometimes, but not always. <laughs> yeah,
3: not in, not that I can remember, but I know in shows past there have been very uh, heated debates between mm-hmm. professors. Uh, we we like to be as, as moderate, down the middle as possible. Uh, J.C., uh, Dr. Byrne, I should say, likes to... Uh, Keep things as objective as he can Have it be a very fact-based show So that way we don't get any calls saying Oh, you're so left, you're so right, that sort of thing Uh, So he does like to have a well-balanced panel It's typically two or three student anchors uh, and then you know one or two guests who will typically have varying opinions, varying views on things, and that's where we get the discussion going. So you know we go back to a controversial topic, and that way we get you know the the view from the right and the view from the left, and then you know this sort of the moderators in the middle, uh, in between. So uh, in terms of anything outlandish, not especially, but mm-hmm. you know you can always you can always hope. You can always hope. <laughs> Knock on wood, we don't get anything this year, but I think just. Uh... <laughs> That's what people tune in for, though. That's why people sure. go for, for, for like uh, CNN and Fox. It's, we just don't want people to it. jump on the table, I guess. Absolutely not, no.
0: <laughs> the, uh, so Dr. J.C. Barone is a communication professor who, I guess this is his brainchild, and he's supervisor for eight years and run it. Are you guys scared of him? Not at all. Yeah,
3: really? not at all. Uh only only if I don't get my my homework done on time. <laughs> yes. Okay. No. Um
2: no, he's he looked a little
0: scared, Just right? just a little, just
2: a <laughs> little bit. Just if I don't get the crawl right, I, I just see him oh, yeah. yelling in the background. What the heck are you doing? I'm like, OK, great. Um, He's so, pretty
0: amped up on Election Connection oh, Night. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh... He,
2: he describes
3: Election Night as his Super Bowl. Yeah. So, you know, you can imagine you know how passionate people get about their sports teams. That is how passionate he is about politics in general. Again, not one way or the other, but yeah. just in general, whatever interesting is going on. But, yeah, this was really his concept, his creation from the beginning, right? This started back in 2011, and when it was originally called Election 11, it sounded better. (laughs) It wasn't a name that could quite carry on throughout the years. That's right. (laughs) But, you know, it was something that got built on. Uh, He he likes to brag uh, that—well, not brag, but always talk about how there wasn't a TV studio back in 2011 or even, like, 2012, I think, here at WestCon. uh, And it was— it was really him and his dedicated students at the time that were able to get the program green lit for the future, mm-hmm. and then have the administration say, "Hey, you know, maybe this is a thing that's that's worthwhile, and let's let's start, you know, funding this this this, this program, if you will." Uh, and eventually, it started getting picked up by local channels, Charter, Spectrum, et cetera. Uh, there was partnership with WXCI, the campus radio station here. Uh, Media Services obviously streams it uh, online throughout the course of the night. And it's really just been gaining momentum and speed since, you know, that first year, which I think it was that first year where the, the show started winning national awards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every year since, JC's always – he hangs up a big uh, poster of, a, of an Oscar or an Emmy and he goes, that's what we're going for.
0: <laughs> and you have won national awards, I mean, recently too. Yes.
3: yes. Just last year we won a communicator award for the BEA. And let, me, let me make sure I got that right, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, we won a Communicator Award. We were one of four universities in New England to receive uh, the Student Production Award from the National Association of Television Arts and Sciences. Uh, those are the same people that do the Emmys. So mm-hmm. it is the Television Award. And those four schools were, were big names. It was like Boston University, Emerson, I want to say Syracuse, but you're gonna have to fact check me on that one. And then westcon mm-hmm. right and you know one of these things do- doesn't belong and it <laughs> is westcon and that's i feel is, is a large part on uh because of jc right uh, mm-hmm. dr barone uh you know his his drive his motivation to always be better than last year and to always look for a way to make things better right he he's the executive producer so he'll say okay this is what i want to do and, he, and he'll look out amongst his sea of 30 students and say make it happen and then mm-hmm. everyone goes and and we make it happen
0: and did you how do you get to be a director do all uh, the slogging around for three years and then
2: you get basically to... got the water first and then mm-hmm. like got my snacks and um, <laughs> <laughs> no nick is very dedicated to his craft so uh, i give him that yeah
3: so uh, at the beginning of the year um dr barone basically puts out uh, a uh, a crew list if you will and has all the pr- all the positions from producers director uh, td audio social media presences field team and everyone puts down and it's a ranked choice your first second third options uh last year i was the audio engineer one of the two audio engineers uh because uh dr barone said hey you work over at WXCi, the campus radio station you know audio do audio for our show and i said Sure. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Uh, and then this year, um, uh, typically those, those higher-up roles, producers, directors, sort of things, those are reserved for students that maybe have already taken the course. Mm-hmm. So JC uh, approached me and he said, hey, we're, we're hoping to have you in more of a leading role. And
2: director was the thing that sort of uh, fit right in my wheelhouse.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah. I know for me, like for a social media producer, I actually sought out – uh dr barone last semester so we're talking like last may and saying i want to be part of this because he's been pushing me to do this since my freshman year i'm I'm a senior now and he always wanted me to get involved with it Mm -hmm. and of course i just wanted to finish up my core classes and do all those things like good students do and Mm -hmm. and then finally i was like you know what it's my last semester i'll give it a go and I didn't think I would get this position that I have but I think it's really cool and I'm learning a lot with like manning their Twitter account their Facebook account and then collaborating with other students to get all that information out to the public really Hmm. which is really interesting.
0: So will you be overseeing the group of students who will be uh, doing the social media that night or yes what are you do yeah. yeah
2: so um it's a little bit of both i mean i'm gonna be doing most of it but mm-hmm. i do have a couple of people in the control room with me doing some of that so some of them will be finding the numbers some of them will be doing their twitter page and updating that basically mm. every what a minute because we have like results as, yeah. as soon as there's yeah. breaking news yeah. basically mm-hmm. so i mean like even yesterday in our pre-show that we had like we had a dress rehearsal we had some breaking news coming out of hartford say for example and just we have to roll with it and just put that on the crawl put that up and then in our dress rehearsal we go oh breaking news and that's just prep for Mm -hmm. what happens and it's really cool just to see how we get the results in different sections because of our new studio Mm -hmm. we have different sections if you will like Hmm. different like rooms so like say the room that we're in now is where i do social media and then where um our buddy in the back is um chilling he's gonna be say where nick is doing the whole thing so we have different things going on in different places which is really interesting so i think it's definitely a good learning experience for me
0: what are the uh, addresses that people should sign up for if they want to get follow you on election night
2: so we have our facebook page which is wcsu election connection mm-hmm. and then our twitter is election ct in caps cool so and then always you're encouraged to call in at 203-837-9182
0: i forgot about that you have call in people calling right. in and what do they do they ask they, they ask questions
3: yep so uh you know Phone rings and everyone kind of jumps and looks at it because we're not <laughs> really used to it yet. It's not one of those things you can really practice all that much. Right. Uh, you pick up the call and say, hey, this is Bob from New Milford, and you're talking about you know, X, Y, Z. I have a question for the anchors. And we say, all right, Bob from New Milford, thank you very much. We'll get your call on air right away. Uh, one of the things we don't have is a delay, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we don't typically take a call directly to the anchors unless it's a candidate or unless it's, like, the president of the university, for example, because we don't know what Bob from New Milford might say. He mm-hmm. might say he wants to say one thing, but we put him on air and then, you know— You should
0: definitely not do that. Yeah. He He says, exactly, he yeah. says
3: something outlandish, <laughs> and, you know, like we were talking about before. So we typically take the call through the control room, but then we still get the question on air uh, as quickly as we can.
0: Yeah, that's cool and um the how do you get the numbers then where do you get your election numbers from right so those all
3: come from the field reporters so they'll be out at the different headquarters of the candidates uh, they'll be talking around with, with um, basically people in the staff, people in in the crowd, the audience, if you will, for the candidate, and they'll get their unofficial numbers. And then when the official numbers start coming in from the state, that's when they'll call, you know, the the social media people and the producers there and say, "Hey, we just heard from the Mark Bowden camp the official numbers are, you know, three thousand eight hundred and forty-five, right. for example, with twenty-seven percent reporting or whatever it is." And that's when Andrew and his team will you know get those numbers up on the crawl for 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 the updates and then keep it going throughout the night
2: yeah and then sometimes i mean we just look on any site per se mm-hmm. or just like get information kind of like what nick mentioned so it's an ongoing process just to have to get all these numbers and obviously have to get it right so mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's it's gonna be a daunting task but i think uh we're excited for uh november 5th so yeah
0: it'll be fun yeah and what are the big topics you're going to have people discussing uh, in in between?
2: Uh, so there's
3: there's a lot going on this year. Uh, one one of the biggest ones is uh, climate change. Mm. I know we have three. Uh, we, so there's there's climate change as a whole. Think of that as like an umbrella topic, and then underneath that, I think we have three different. Subcategories of climate change. Andrew actually worked on one of the packages. Uh, climate migration was his, and that's the how climate change affects where people move, how they move, mm. and and the strain that can put on you know more developed nations from people coming from one part or or, or not even nations just moving. I think like from state, new, either state, state to state. state. state yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: just I mean we talked about like Danbury to Danbury kind of thing, or like even say we interviewed Dr. Merza. Um, one of the professors on West and Westcon, and he's from Bangladesh and he talked about how Bangladesh is affecting now throughout the future you know yep. and then just how that's an ongoing process with like high seas and a bunch of things like that. So we also met, met with Dr. Wagner and just a bunch of other professors that we have going on. And like Nick said, there's other subcategories of mm-hmm. climate change that we're talking about too. And you'll hear more things
3: like one of the to- uh, one of the biggest topics we wanted to cover, was nationalism versus socialism, hmm. because those are two ideologies that have been gaining traction since the 2016 election, mm-hmm. uh, right? You hear those phrases being thrown around, but do people really know what they mean? Or is it just, you know, the the talking heads on CNN and Fox throwing those, trying to you know, mudsling, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually have two separate packages, one covering democratic socialism, one covering uh, populism and nationalism, and again, it's it's all objective-based, right? Mm-hmm. We're not saying, you know, go out there and vote for the democratic socialists, go out there and be a nationalist. We're saying this is what it is. So that way when you do hear it, you know, in the media day-to-day, you're now more educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, another topic that is, is a little wet, less well-known is the, the right to repair, mm. right? So this is um, products like Apple, uh, Microsoft. It, um, can they make it so... That I'm trying to see if I can remember. Can they make it so that you can repair your own device or do you have to go back to them? Or can you get a third party to do it? That sort of thing. And, again, that's one of those topics people may not, you know, that might not be something you think about day to day. But, you know, you see it on Election Connection. You're not going to see that on, like, Fox Mm -hmm. News or CNN. That's not important to them. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's something that's specific to, you know, WestCon's
2: Election Connection. Cool. Same thing with, like, we were doing, like, facial recognition, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. different, like, Uh, animatronic kind of things like that so i know they talked about uh like next like climate change right to repair but like i think one that was really interesting to me was how certain like ai systems like artificial intelligence systems are starting up like a rise and like it can help in the next couple years and Mm -hmm. we'll see that possibly coming even next year you know and just it's scary to see what we can expect in the future really right. or it could be
3: like skynet terminator type future you have yeah. to tune in to find out what the actual deal yeah. is going
2: to be <laughs> he might be joining us we don't know yet he never
0: gave us an answer it's the future it's
3: crazy
2: that's right.
0: are you guys both seniors
2: yes yeah
0: and so what do you plan to do after you graduate
3: oh that's a big question <laughs> <laughs> i guess i could give the generic answer of uh find a job mm-hmm. <laughs> notice the question mark on the end of that statement um but, I, I mean, yeah, that's that's sort of where I am right now. I'm doing a lot of uh, freelance media production work. So, you know, I'm going around, I'm, I'm, I'm finding people that need, say, a 30-second commercial produced or, or something, an informational video for their website, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I'm saying, hey, I'll do this uh, for some compensation sort mm-hmm. of deal. And then just trying to build a portfolio this way. Uh, that's another thing that election connection is really good for because it's so unique because it's also very prestigious here at WestCon and in the and on the East Coast really, uh, right? I throw that on my resume, and I've gotten pe- I've gotten um, um, hiring recruiters asking what's election connection, and I'll send them you know a reel from last year. I'll send them the list of awards it's won, and they go, oh, that's something no one else has. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit more helpful there too, that's especially. How about yeah. you,
0: Andrew?
2: Um, well, I basically, um, so my, my story is funny because I was a semester behind, so I'm finishing my last semester now, mm. so I basically finish in December, mm-hmm. but, uh, to finish my three credits, I'm actually going to Italy yeah. for the winter intercession. so, and then once I come back in January, then I'll be done, um... What I'll be doing after that, probably sleeping for a good, like, couple of days because I'll be (laughs) Mm -hmm. jet-lagged. But other than that, I've been, like Nick said, um, I'm not so much so doing, like, media production. I'm more in the sense that I want to get into social media Mm -hmm. and doing, like, public relations and doing that. So I've got a couple interviews lined up, possibly. That's great. Um, But from there, I mean, I I did an internship at City Center Danbury over the summer. And that just helped with my social media skills, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, with working on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all that. Um, And I think from there, I'm just trying to look for something to get my feet wet in for right now. And if it's, say, working extra shifts at my other job to get some money to pay for other things, maybe get my master's, we'll see. Mm -hmm. But I think for right now, just to... Enjoy my semester off, mm-hmm. if you will. I think that's what I'll be most looking forward to.
0: That
4: so
2: good. I'm excited for that. So I'm it's counting a down sabbatical. the days. Yes, basically. Yeah. Um, and I'm counting down the days. Like we have 51 more days till the end of the semester. <laughs> it's great. I'm counting down my dorm. It's a beautiful thing. My roommate thinks I'm crazy, but I have a method to my madness. Mm-hmm. So. Only 51? i got to finish my thesis. Oh, my goodness. What are we doing here? (laughs) Yeah. See, that's why I did it last semester. Ah. Yeah. But now I can just enjoy taking a couple classes Mm -hmm. now. Uh, Had a little scare thinking I was going to take another class in the spring. Mm. Luckily, that's
5: old news. not have to do that.
2: No, thank God. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, just trying to get jobs lined up. Mm -hmm. And um, if I can get a job before May, before I walk, I think – i'd be in a good place and if i don't then you know we'll see what the future holds
0: yeah that's good all right guys good luck with election connection thanks for coming in here it sounds like it's going to be a great night
3: it always is thank you very much for having us thank you
0: okay see you soon see you Raida Krell is a real, actual scientist, but she has a marketing streak, too. She would do a whole podcast on what's happening in the Westcon Science Building, but we give her only two minutes. Here she is.
6: So one of my favorite classes in the science building is actually not taught by a science professor. Uh, it's taught by a professor from the art department, uh, Jack Tom, and he teaches a course in biological illustration. And this is an honors course, so the students in the class um, may or may not be art students and may or may not be biology students. It's uh, it's open to any student in the honors program. And what's super cool about it is by the end of the class, they are all. Artists and scientists, because they've gone through this progression of learning about uh, biology and learning about how to draw about it, and what's it you know you might think like why do we need to draw things when we have access to gorgeous photography now but the reality is is that when you are trying to identify an organism sometimes it might have a feature that's much easier to highlight if it's a drawn uh, representation of the animal so for example on insects they have little spines and hairs on their legs and the arrangement and number of those hairs is very important for identification and so the students learn about that and they learn to pay attention to minute details on these animals. And as they draw them, they get to know the animal and understand them in a different way than if you're just passively observing it. So this process of learning the art techniques and uh, observing the animals and drawing them, um, they're actually learning a ton of biology. And so I poked my head in there the other day, and uh, they were working on their tick drawings, which was really cool. And what was especially cool is I think most of them came to it thinking like ticks are are gross, I don't like ticks. But when they've spent a lot of time with these animals, drawing them and understanding every segment of every leg, uh, they actually admitted that they came away with a new appreciation for the animals. So um, soon there will be many gorgeous uh, tick pictures probably on the walls of the science building, um, as well as there are many other projects. There's actually some uh, gorgeous birds from a prior semester uh, right in the science building when you walk in. So it's a lot of fun to have that class going on uh, in our building that really combines both art and science.
1: This week's episode of WCSU 411 is brought to you by Westcon Athletics. Many of our fall sports teams have qualified for postseason play, so keep an eye on the website, westconathletics.com, for updates. That's W-E-S-T-C-O-N-N-athletics.com for the schedules and results, and just stay up to date with your colonial sports teams. Dr. Missy Alexander is our provost,
0: and in addition to the segment on this podcast, she also writes a weekly blog, appropriately but unimaginatively called the Provost's Office, in which she discusses current issues in higher education. These are all things college administrators will have to deal with someday, and Dr. Alexander has ideas.
5: So I have uh, the honor of being a Board of Ed member, and uh It has been a good learning experience for me. And I think I, uh, though it is one more Wednesday a month, uh, I think it is worth me having a really close relationship with K-12 to sort of see the uh, pathways that our students are coming through. But I am on a board of ed in a very small school district that is shrinking, right? And of course, we've been seeing that in terms of higher ed also, right? Because if those are smaller, we're smaller. We are a state university. And in that district, you know, they made a few rounds of fewer faculty lines over the years. Um, But we're at a point where that would be a terrible move, right? To keep a good, robust, and enriched and diverse set of ideas and talented faculty, you've got to have. There's a certain number that just needs to be there, or it's not a good environment for our students. So we have been having really good conversations about, well, how do we make this work, right? And Cool things are under discussion, you know, uh, some more team teaching, some more innovative class ideas. And, you know, we were really excited last year because we we really innovated with STEM, with the uh, science, technology, engineering, and math education is a big buzzword in higher ed and everywhere. And we have tended to have that in little units. And instead, we had a faculty member uh, in the K-5 part of the school districts, it's a K-8, um, who had a history degree but also had a lot of science background, and he created a really cool integrated curriculum, working with his other, the other uh, elementary school faculty, to integrate much more STEM learning and much more innovative STEM learning all over the place. Right. So I think about that for us too. It is no secret that. Um, what we would call the more traditional liberal arts disciplines uh, in humanities, and to some degree even the social sciences, have taken a hit in uh, the last several years in terms of enrollments. And um, as a university, I would say to you, I don't want a university without liberal arts. So what do we do to solve this problem? Because I don't think it's a good dialogue. And even your um, very STEM-oriented, science-oriented, or professional-oriented faculty will tell you it all falls down if it doesn't have the good inter- integration with liberal arts. So, what was critical in our little school district was that a person carried both disciplines in his head, right, and then was able to be a boundary spanner. Well, I know I have that talent here, right? I know I have all sorts of people in liberal arts and and uh, and STEM disciplines that do think about things sort of in a humanities way, as well as in a scientific way. Can we start joining forces more? You know, instead of thinking ourselves as a very specific, separate part of learning, how they get integrated together. So I'm going to give you my example, which I'm going to tell you I'm a little triumphant, because I suggested it at our Board of Ed, and uh, they're doing Math is Everywhere this year. Uh, which was kind of the idea. So, quantitative reasoning is a weakness everywhere. It's a national weakness, frankly. We haven't figured out how to cultivate it. And I had this little moment, you know, where I went, oh, well, I know that the problem is math is a class, not a practice, right? So, we have literacy learning classes when we're little, but then we read all the time right? Even if we're not avid readers, there's no getting out around it, right? Even if you're reading Facebook, you're reading. Not so much with math, right? So if you integrate them into everywhere, you start practicing it so that when you get to your algebra or your statistics class, it's not something you haven't been doing, right? Well, the same thing with this arts and STEM or arts and profession and humanities thing. Instead of saying they're separate realms, Let's see how the tools and the ideas and the thinking of them go together and, and craft that integration of thinking styles in ways that might make it more, um, I guess, maybe feel more valid for, let's say, a person interested in environmental science to also want to read literature, right? Because And by the way, there's a long history of great scientists who are avid lit people, right, or avid historians themselves. Let's cultivate that, because it turns out it gives better insights in the science, right? And it might give you better insights in the literature. So my thinking is we need to be a little more creative about how we put our disciplines together, not just our departments or our majors, but really think about the interconnectivity. And I'll, and I'll say one final word on that, and sort of the, the future of the university. When you bring them together, you can also direct students to make connections to the paths they want to follow when they leave. I'm going to say the word career, but I actually mean life, right? Um, We don't know what jobs are going to be out there, so students are going to be crafting paths to a lot of potential opportunities and then sorting it out over the course of their lives. So if they understand how things are integrated, they'll be able to pivot as jobs change, as opportunities present themselves, or just as life unfolds. So I have always thought the reason that a liberal arts education is powerful is because of that combination of insights. Let's just show the students how they're connected instead of having them experience everything as separate classes.
0: And now, recorded live in front of a studio audience in the basement of Whitehall, straight-A student Chantel (laughs) Williams brings us all the campus events you need to know about and a couple you don't. Welcome, Chantel. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) How was National Pasta Day?
4: It was great. I had my pasta, um, which was awesome. I had chicken alfredo, and then later on that evening, I had... um, Chicken parm. Mm. So, yeah. Of course, you know, I love my pasta. I didn't have none in the morning, though, but my cousin did. Um, He (laughs) had his spaghetti, so that was good. So, yeah, I had my pasta. It was really good. It was really good. What
0: kind of pasta?
4: So, I had um, fettuccine,
2: Mm.
4: Alfredo, Mm. and then, yeah, then I had the chicken parm, and then he had spaghetti. Um, so yeah, we had a good variety of different pastas. <laughs> mm, that
0: sounds good. <laughs>
4: yes, so um, I hope everyone got their pasta, and I hope everyone got their tie dyed shirts and everything like oh, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know if everyone got to see the movie, the Rocky Heart picture show. But it's funny; it was on TV. It
1: was um, as well this weekend,
4: time? so that was funny. I was like, so if you didn't get to go out to the theater, um, hopefully you get to see it on TV. So was
0: way. it already done, or is it this week?
4: Um, I think it. I think it was this it past was Friday, yeah, right? We it talked was, about all that stuff yeah, that happened past yeah. Friday. But I mean, it's still well. Halloween's on Thursday, so We right? <laughs> still oh, have yeah. time to watch it, or you can watch Do it on your Halloween. Rocky.
0: Get your Rocky on. Man. Yes,
4: yeah. <laughs> but I'm kind of I'm kind of upset because I grew up on like Disney Channel Halloween movies, mm-hmm. so like Halloween Town and everything like that. And they haven't shown that yet. And Disney has been slacking on their Disney movies, and I, I don't understand why they haven't, they
0: haven't shown
4: haven't? Halloween. Town no, yet? right it, it, during Halloween time, and it, usually they usually show like all of them back to back and especially since i'm um, the grandmother she passed away she recently right. passed away you would think that they would like show it back to back and like they haven't and i'm just like what's going on disney channel like you know get it together because yeah, no kidding. this is my childhood that's missing right now because i haven't seen it yet so hopefully they show it tomorrow
0: when debbie reynolds died my daughter was very upset yeah because that's how she knew debbie reynolds yes and that's Halloween how we time. all
4: knew like i like I didn't know her previous work and, you know, and I had no idea her daughter was the Hmm. one from Star Wars. I had no idea. Mm. No, I had no idea. I did not make that connection at all. I just always knew her as grandma from Halloween Town. (laughs) Um, You know, the most lit grandma, you know, take the kids out, you know, go, you know, get a couple broomsticks, you know, fly in the air. You know, that type of grandma. I never knew like um, she was, you know, that big of a star, you know, like beforehand. So it's interesting because my mom was like, oh, I knew her from this and this and that. And I'm like, "Oh, I knew her from Halloween Town." <laughs> like, like this is how I know her. So, I'm just surprised they haven't shown it yet. I
0: don't know. I am shocked. Yeah. How, when are they going to show it? You can't show it tomorrow like right. Friday. Right. I hope, you know, Halloween.
4: tomorrow's basically the last day. So, mm-hmm. um Hopefully they're showing it then, and hopefully they're just spamming it all day because it's really, it really is a great movie. Like all of them are just really great movies. Yep. Yeah. Also, so. it's
0: gonna be raining and blowing tomorrow, so right. you shouldn't go out. It's not Halloween the perfect day anymore. to go trick
4: or treating. No. You don't want your kids to get blown away along with their candy. So I think it's, <laughs> you know, but you can go trick or treating in the malls, you know, in like different uh, yeah. like areas like that because um if you want to like do indoor trick or treating, a lot of the stores you know are gonna have that, so you they can still you know dress up and things like that. Um, and I was thinking it would be fun to have something like that on campus for the kids like if if you know go to dorm to dorm or something like that and have like trick or treating that, cool. that would be so cool but um, yeah so I think to, like Halloween day is actually going to be like an inside thing but I remember one year they canceled Halloween mm-hmm. or they postponed Halloween Which was interesting. I was like, I don't know how you can postpone Halloween, but it was due to the weather and it was like a (laughs) A huge snowstorm. Yeah, Yeah. so they postponed Halloween, and I said, "This is so, this is this is." It kind of
0: petered out. Yeah, It it (laughs) was no Halloween night. But I
4: don't know. I hope the weather reports are wrong for tomorrow, and it just ends up being like a nice night. You know, it could rain during the day, but at least like when it's time to go trick or treating, that it just clears up for the you know the trick or treaters. So. I unfortunately would not be going trick or treating. My time has passed, so uh, <laughs> you know. And I never really got to experience it when I was little either. So it's just like, yeah.
0: But are you um, hand out candy.
4: Well, no, we didn't even hand out candy at all uh-huh. either. So yeah, but we used to have like a little like harvest festival at the church because mm. they knew like we would be missing out. So they used to give us candy and games and stuff oh, like did? that. Yeah, oh, and that was good. like the one thing. I'm like, well, at least you know they compensated us in, in another way, you know. Right. <laughs> so that's not. But there are events going on um, on Halloween like SGA elections. (laughs) That's another event that's going on. And we really want to have full participation from all WCSU students because it's important um, to have every WCSU student heard and um, represented on SGA. That's the Student Government Association, for those who don't know. We want everyone to have a vote. Um, So there's a blast email that's going to be sent out for... um, for, for everyone to vote. I mean, it's really important. I think, I don't think um, a lot of students understand the power of a vote. There's mm. like one vote. Um, and this not only goes for elections, um, Western, but just elections overall. The presidential elections is coming up. The state elections are coming, you know, Mm -hmm. where this actually just passed Tuesday. So um, it's just important for voting. I'm a big um, voting rights person, and, you know, they understand the power of just one vote, and a lot of people don't. They're like, oh, you know, I'm only one vote. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter, but every vote matters. So even when it comes to WCSU campus, because we want to make sure, you know, our students, our our ideas and things are being represented on campus as well. So, you know, we pay money to go here, and we want to make sure our ideas are getting across. And so... Electing the right um, students to be in SGA and things like that is important. So,
0: who are you voting for?
4: I'm not sure yet. So. I want to get, I want to look at all the candidates, all the categories, and make sure I, um, you know, listen to each and every part and every, everything that they represent. Um, and I think that's an important factor as well. I, I think when um, it comes to voting you need to get the full scope you need to look at everything every party's views every questions and things like that and then go which one you based off will best represent the campus so
0: you really do take it seriously I do
4: but you know again this ties into my social work I'm an advocate mm. so things like that so I see and but I wasn't always like this as well I mean <laughs> it took like I was once those people that just like oh you know it's a vote a vote but then as I got more involved and I saw how it affects um, the community and things like that um, and I understand Understand the power of voting so my first time voting was this past um presidential like oh, yeah. you know it was very interesting because i'm like okay i don't know who to, you know who, it's, mm-hmm. it's just bad either way in my eyes but <laughs> i still <laughs> voted and which was the which was the importance of it all so um yes so it doesn't matter you know you have to you have to look at everything you have to take in all factors and you have to vote um based off what you want to see represented and mm-hmm. you know not only in the white house on school anything like that so yeah <laughs> that's good that's
0: the power of a west con education yes
4: yes yes so now like my mindset has changed and so i'm trying to change others as well so mm, good <laughs> so yes sga elections will happen on halloween Ooh, spooky um uh, and the, again the email will be sent out so you can do it via email you don't have to actually go sign up anywhere or anything like that um and so if you're not going trick-or-treating or you feel like working out there's going to be a group fitness class um yoga with kim at noon <laughs> so that should be fun um, so you can go do. That on Midtown um, Student Center, um, Berkshire Hall. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's gonna be.
0: You do yoga, right?
4: I did it one time. To- no, twice. Oh, I did two. it twice. And the thing about yoga, um, I thought it was gonna be less, like not easy, but just like kind of laid back. But it actually is like a really like. <laughs> Like, tough workout, like, because you're working everything really. And it's just like you're um, meditating at the same time, but it's just like you're really working your full body. So Mm -hmm. I was like, this is not how I expected it to be at all. Like, you see on TV, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the hands and the motions and the slow motions and everything. But it really was peaceful. And after my body, even though like I was tense during the yoga session, after when my body, like, we did a cool down session. It was like I was like at peace and like my body was kind of just like at peace. And so that was that was interesting. As so you well. never did it again. No, I haven't done it. I, I will do it again, though. Oh, I'm okay. open to doing it again, but I just haven't got a, a chance to do it yet. But I am open to doing it again. Sounds because, good. Though. Yeah. Good I feel experience. like the more you go, the more, you know, um Used to it, you get, and I, I don't know. I remember my gym teacher in elementary school. He used to do yoga, <laughs> and um, he he said he has full control over his body to the point where he can do a headstand without using any hands or anything like that, and just stand like straight up. And he showed us, and he was just in full control of his body. I was like, that's so creepy. How do you do that? But he was like, I just have full control of everything in my body.
0: He was doing a headstand without using his hands. Yes. Wow, mm-hmm. that is. And crazy. it was
4: just he was like straight up. Mm-hmm. And he was just, but you could see he was just like in a different world, kind of. He was just at peace with himself. So he, it, it was just like straight up, like it was just so weird. So and and this was in elementary school until one of us like threw off his balance and stuff like that, and then he was just like, you know, <laughs> one of the right. boys, right? <laughs> so that was that was interesting. But ever since that day, I was just like, hmm, I, I want to, you know, see how yoga is and things like that. But he's a diehard yoga person. I guess so. Yes, he plus goes he like has every
0: day. a. Internal, like uh, exoskeleton yes. or something, like a bug.
4: Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's a, and then there's a coffee house tomorrow as well. Ooh. So um, that should be fun. And that's at 8 p.m. So again, and it's going to be like a spooky Halloween themed coffee house. So, um, and I won't be surprised if there is songs like based off of like traditional Halloween, you know, movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because he's like a lot Beetlejuice song, that's a huge sing along song. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's there and all that. So, what that is the
0: be Beetlejuice there. song?
4: um <laughs> It's like it goes like, ay-oh. And then they all start singing at the table. That's like one of my favorite scenes, because it's just like an odd scene, but it's funny because they all start singing. So that's like one of my favorite scenes. I know that movie because I was going to be Beetlejuice for Halloween this mm. year, but I couldn't find the costume enough time, but um, yeah, I love that movie, and so that's when they all start singing at the table that song. So I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did that song. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. So just in case you know the rain and everything gets interferes, there are events going on on campus. So um, for Thursday, so look out for those. And then Friday, um, November first, it's November, woo, mm. my birthday month, woo. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a volleyball game, um, West Con versus Michigan College, um, November first, seven p.m., and it's gonna be in the O'Neill Center on West Side. So Michigan come
0: is coming here to play volleyball.
4: Yes. Really. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the name of the school. So we're yeah. going to see. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I have the wrong name. It's Mitchell. Oh, okay. Mitchell College. No, I don't know where they're from, um, but they're coming here to play. Wisconsin. Yes. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, they're coming here at 7 p.m. So I think our girls are doing very well. I don't have a score thus far of like what their record is, but I think they're doing very well. I so we're just going to uh, yeah. uh, represent that and um, go out and support um, the volleyball team, the girls' volleyball team. Um, and then there's going to be, on Sunday, November the 2nd, there's going to be a West Con field hockey game um, versus uh, Worcester State University? Worcester. I I, Worc- Worcester? We had some,
0: our previous uh, co-host couldn't what? pronounce Worcester either. Worcester.
4: Okay. <laughs> And Pete have a field a. day with us. <laughs> Worcester. Okay, I think I got it now. It's not just,
0: spelled Worcester, No, but it it's is not. pronounced that way. No,
4: Um But it starts, and that's interesting because when I went on vacation, there's this place called, um, it's called Carousel. But it's not spelt carousel at all. And so we were pronouncing the island. And then when the guy, the, the tour guide, he was like, yeah, welcome to carousel. We was like, where are we? He was like, are, are we in the right place? Because it wasn't spelt like that at all. And it was so weird. Um, it had so many, like, silent letters and things like that. It was so weird. But it was a beautiful island. So that was, that just reminded me of that.
0: Worcester's not like that. No. It silent <laughs> letters, but...
4: <laughs> no, I don't think it's a beautiful island. Uh-uh. <laughs> But oh well, but yeah, they're coming here to play um, WCSU field hockey team, so we can go support them at 11 a.m. And that should be interesting. I've never been to a field hockey game, so I might stop by to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's going to be um, the football game versus UMass Dartmouth um, at 6 p.m. And this is a home game, um, West Side as well. So that should be interesting. Which game is that? It's versus UMass Dartmouth. And right now, I think we lost our last game. Um I forgot who we were against, but we lost that last game. But now I think we're like was it six and one or five and one or something like that. But I think this game is crucial to keep, you know, going for the ring, so I think they have to win this one.
0: Oh yeah.
4: So so this game is very crucial. So their boys need their support. Um so we can go out there and support both of those teams. And then that oh, same and you night, know what,
1: it's a home game, right?
4: It is a home game, yeah. And
1: so what happens at a home game, Pete? Uh I- if you can't make it to the stadium, you can still watch the game yes. on edu slash live. Yes. That's right.
4: <laughs> so we have support both ways. <laughs> so that's important. Um, and so also happening on Saturday, we have SVPA Night for the Arts. And that's a night of arts in the evening. Um, and there's going to be a lot of entertainment. And that's happening at 6.30 p.m. in the VPAC building.
0: That's a so big it's deal. A nice it's arts. honoring yes. Marian Anderson, yes. too. Yes, yes. Civil rights Um, heroine who lived in Danbury for 50 years.
4: Mm
5: -hmm.
4: And it's going to be an awesome um, event in tribute to her. I I feel it's going to be amazing. So, um, and I, again, I love art. I love looking at different pieces and things, even the pieces that may not make sense to you at first. If you stare at them for a while, they might make sense. But I think this event is going to be nice because we're going to see all different types of cultures and everything incorporated into this and honoring her. So theater
0: and um, music too, as well as art
4: so that's at six thirty p.m um so that's going to be like the big event for saturday and then on sunday there's going to be a majors expo um sunday november the third um in the arena o'neill center um west Side's campus and that's going to take place from 10 a.m to 1 p.m and it's also wcsu's open house which mm-hmm. starts at um, nine o'clock and ends at one o'clock so um it's nice to see i will be working there the Um, WCSU everyone uh, like yeah ICA office everyone will be there Mm -hmm. um and just we're looking forward to seeing incoming students possible incoming students that would like to uh view the campus and it's kind of bittersweet because this is my last year so I, I won't be seeing them actually on campus but um I'll be able to get them here and enjoy their time and just tell them my experience
0: and what are you going to be doing at the open house?
4: I'm going to be in charge of the Office of Intercultural Student Affairs table, um, along with working with the parents table and the commuters table. So I'll be wow. having information about that. And then I, I always um, ask like the students if they have just any questions about WCSU in general, because. Who better to hear it from from a student that's actually mm-hmm. been here all four years and um, started right in their position and then now is um, getting ready to move on. So um, that I think that's always best. So I tell them about the office and I ask them if they have any questions about that. Any, uh, and I have insight on all the clubs, so I'm able to do that as well. And then I just ask them general questions, you know, and see if, what you know, pick their brains a little bit and see what kind of their um, – comments and concerns are, some of their worries about, you know, starting off um, and then see what they would like to hear. And mm-hmm. so that's what I try to do, you know? That's good. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you sign them all up, right? Once they talk to you. Well, yeah, I try to, to you here.
4: know, I try to get in touch with them, you know, stick with them and just try to get them, pull them here and, you know, have them apply to WCSU. So, you know.
0: <laughs> that's good. You never
4: know. There could be another Chantel in the making. That's right. <laughs> you never know. So we're
0: almost Chantel. Anyway. Almost,
4: yeah. I mean, there would never be another me, but <laughs> 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 almost me. <laughs> so if you're a
0: high school student who's going to Come to the open house. You're listening to this podcast. Check out Chantel Williams; yes. she'll be there, and yes. you can introduce yourself yeah. and ask questions.
4: And ask any questions that you want about leisure time, about academics, majors, clubs, anything. <laughs> touch a truck. Yes, touch a truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> any events? Bingo. Even though I didn't win, oh, yeah. you know, any anything that's like
0: coming that. up again, right? Yes.
4: Well, they just had the Halloween spooky one, and so there's going to be. I believe the next one is going to be like a Thanksgiving theme. Hmm. Uh, Bingo.
0: Did you go to the Halloween one? I didn't
4: get to go to the Halloween yeah. one, no. Uh I was stuck at my internship. Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> even though it was like late at night, I just I had gotten off of internship and by the time I traveled from Bridgeport to here, it was like
0: I'm not going. So <laughs> it's tough when your education gets in the way. Right. Of fun, and right? you know
4: it happens sometimes, but at least you know like they have one every month. So That's true. You know, I mean it's not like I was going to win this time anyway, so we're going to try again for next time.
0: <laughs> That's so, right. We're going and to you see. have all next semester too.
4: Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: Good. Well, it sounds like I think you covered everything.
4: Yeah. Oh well, I think so. Of course, there's going to be more events coming up. That's as we right. Go You'll along, be back. So, next week so I'll be back next week again. with more events and mm-hmm. letting you know how these past events went. That's so. right. <laughs> Thanks, Chantel. Thank you.
0: Thank you to Pete Puccio and producer Scott Volpe. They come up with new ideas for the podcast, and they make me do them. Many have worked out, and that's why our audience is steadily growing. If you are listening for the first time, you can download all the episodes at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and just about anywhere you go for your podcasts. Listen every week and leave a review that says this is the best university podcast you have ever heard. Thanks, everyone. For Chantel Williams, this is Paul Steinmetz and WCSU 411.